I'm Lachlan Nicholson, and this is Mind Over Money, presented by Waymaker. Well, we're coming up to the end of a financial year, so today we're talking about personal tax and giving you some quick tips to get prepared for tax time. probably heard the saying, nothing in this world is certain except death and taxes. That was Benjamin Franklin. We all need to pay income tax, and it's important that we do to keep things running. But whatever your personal views are on income tax, I'm sure we can all agree that nobody wants to pay more than their fair share. So today we're going to talk about how to prepare your tax return and some simple ways that you can save on tax. And to do that, I'm joined by Archie Franz. G'day, Archie. G'day, Lachlan. Now, Archie, you are a registered uh, tax professional, correct? But you're not an accountant. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Because I'm a financial planner, I also registered as a tax professional uh, because there's tax tax stuff involved in what we do. Gotcha. But you're not an agent, so you don't submit tax returns. That's right. Yep. We, We have to know a bit about tax, but I wouldn't say I'm an expert. You know, there's plenty of other experts out there that work in this stuff all the time. So yeah. And in Mm. some cases, you're going to need an expert. Actually, Albert Einstein once said, and I quote, the hardest thing in the world to understand is the income tax. (laughs) Yeah, we've got a good example of that here. So why do we pay income tax and what is it useful? You've got to think about all the government services. Uh, That's where the money's going. So Mm. defences, hospitals, uh, you know, roads, although some people think roads don't go in there, but, you know, because they're so bad, some roads. (laughs) I live on one of them. (laughs) yeah but again you know the money's going to go where the population is so if you live in the bush like i do uh you don't get as much of the dollar because you know they've got they got to put the services where the people are so hospitals schools all that sort of stuff is going to be built where the people are and that's where we're going to pay teachers there's government lawyers there's government justice system there's so much stuff that the government does so which all has Mm. to be paid for if you look at this graph that we got here of 580 billion coming in in tax last year, and if you look at all the different pieces of that graph, uh, you know there's money coming in from fringe benefits tax, from GST tax, tobacco tax, alcohol tax, other taxes, fuel excise tax, superannuation tax, and company tax. And out of all the taxes, 70 percent is coming from us, you and I. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because we're paying GST, we're paying all these other taxes. Uh, the only tax we're probably not paying is the company tax. But then again, companies are selling us products, so we're probably paying that tax as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you add them together, it's quite a quite a big piece of the pie that we're contributing to. So I get all yeah. I have to say is, don't feel guilty for wanting to get a good tax return. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But in, in proportion uh, to all the great services and lifestyle that we enjoy, we, we do pay a fair amount of tax, um, but we're actually going to pay a lot less tax with the stage three tax changes coming into effect in July 2024. Uh, what's the main change there? So we've got uh, the, they're removing one of the tax brackets. And so we'll only, we'll only have a tax bracket between 45000 and 200000 and and in that tax bracket, your marginal tax rate will be 30%. So if you earn $70,000 a year, your marginal tax bracket's 30%. If you earn up to $200,000 a year, your marginal tax bracket's still 30%. And then once you go over the 200000 that's when you go into the top tier tax bracket. So for most Australians, it's got to be probably 95% of Australians, we're going to be sitting in that you know 45000 to 200000 
as our income. Yeah. So our top marginal tax rate will be about 30%. So I think by removing one of those tiers, it's it's opened up and made tax a bit easier, you know, for us ordinary people. We can know what our marginal tax rate is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so if we pick up another twenty thousand dollars a year on top of our seventy thousand, we know we're gonna pay six thousand dollars in tax out of the twenty and you know, we'll keep fourteen thousand. So, you know, if we can pick up a better job and a better income, we're going to keep most of it, which is really cool. Yeah, that's a great deal. Mm. So what are some simple ways that Australians can save on their personal tax return coming up? Yeah, we've got a couple of things listed here. So probably the first one, uh, which is one of the easiest, is extra super contributions. You know, we, we we're allowed to put in mm. uh, up to 27500 into super each year and claim a tax deduction on it. So that also includes whatever our employer puts in. So if our employer's putting in five grand, we've got another 22,500 that we could put in and claim a tax deduction on it. Okay. So, and so most people won't be making that cap. So they've got room to put money into super yeah. and claim that super as a non-concessional uh, deduction. Yeah. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. So, so if you're a young person in your twenties and thirties, this is a fantastic time to put extra money into super and get a really good tax benefit out of it. And also you put that money into super so it grows uh, and you, you'll get some fantastic results out of that. Sounds like the double win. Get that yeah. compound growth nice and early. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you only put $1,000 in, like we were saying this before to each other, even if you only put $1,000 extra in per year, it makes a massive difference. Like I had I had a couple there uh, a couple of years ago that I did this with. They were both low income earners and by putting an extra $1,000 in each, uh, they had another million dollars in super by the time they hit age 60. Wow. And so, yeah, depends on your circumstances, but yeah, it can be really well worthwhile uh, getting that money in. So we're going to talk a little bit more about, there's eight other areas that are quite good for getting tax deductions on. So we'll talk about those. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is it can be appropriate for you to work with an accountant. So that could be one of your common type accounting businesses like ITP. But if you're running a business, you might want to be looking at a specialist accountant who specializes in, you know, the business that you're working in uh, to, to help you manage tax and manage your business. Mm. Uh, but look, the other guys like ITP and that out there, uh, you know, they're good at what they do and they can help you put that tax return together nice and quick and, you know, make sure that you get what you're supposed to get. Yeah. For simple tax returns, they can look up things like your industry and see what Mm. industry related expenses and deductions that you might have. Uh, So they do have a nice simple system and you save a lot of time compared to doing it on your own. I I did my tax return many, many years ago. And um, yeah, I remember pulling out the old e-tax software. Do you remember that? Downloading that and pouring a bottle of wine while you waited for that thing to download (laughs) (laughs) and then trying to import last year's into this year's and oh my goodness, I gave up. So, yeah. <laughs> Look, the one thing about the tax, you know, is that the, the Australian Tax Office have simplified the tax system a lot. Uh, when yeah. you compare it to like 10 years ago, it has simplified a lot. And they've made it very clear about, you know, industries and what people can claim. And then they've developed a really nice portal which sits on MyGov uh, to be able to do your tax return. And, you know, it mm. is quite clear. So So it is a lot easier to do it yourself. But you still may want to have someone do it for you to ensure it gets done and it gets done quickly, you know. 
yeah, yeah. done appropriately. Yeah. 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 It has yeah. gotten a lot simpler. And they have actually removed a lot of the things that you can claim as an individual. Mm. Um, yeah. But there are still about eight kind of areas, uh, things that you can claim, types of deductions, we should say. Uh, so one of those is your home office. So I, a lot of people have been working from home and there is a fixed amount. I think it's per hour that you can claim on that. That has reduced since COVID, um, but that is yep. one thing you can claim. The second one is vehicle and travel expenses. Um, where, where would that be relevant? It's relevant where you got to travel for your work, uh, but you got to be leaving an office and going somewhere and then coming back to an office. And you can't claim it if you're traveling from home to work <laughs> gotcha. or, or yeah. home to an event. You know, it has to actually be from an office to an office or an office to a client back mm. to the office uh, and you're using your personal vehicle. Yeah, and then you keep a logbook. Yep, you definitely want to keep a logbook. There's a few different methods for vehicle and travel expenses, and that's where it pays to talk to someone, you know, like an accountant, uh, around what's the best method for your circumstances so that okay. you can maximize your claim. Yeah, because it yeah, depends okay. on the value of your car and, and how you're going to claim it. Uh, yeah, mm. there's a few intricacies there. Okay. The third type is clothing, laundry, and dry cleaning. Sounds pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, well, it's going to be industry-specific. Yeah, Fourth one is education, and I'm assuming yep. you can't just claim any degree. It has to be relevant to your job. It has to be relevant <laughs> to your specific job. Yeah, it's got to help you get a better job in your industry. Okay. So if you're a chef and then you train up to be an accountant, you can't claim it. <laughs> like, Why would you want to you be know, an accountant? Big... That's my question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've got accounting on the brain What's... now that we're talking about it. <laughs> so. Okay, and then and then we've got number five is is industry related deductions. So there's a whole set of different deductions mm. that I guess are just specific to certain uh, industries, yeah. right? And that's yeah. something that yeah. a, a tax professional can look up and, and check for you. Yeah, yeah. You got to think, you know, from the Australian Tax Office point of view, is they don't want to waste resources like trying to audit people on all these crazy things that they claim as a tax deduction. <laughs> you know, they need a very <laughs> nice, straightforward system that you know that they can easily, you know, look at and a computer can decide, yeah, this is appropriate, not appropriate. Yep. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yep. Uh, number six is there's a category of, they call it other work-related expenses. And this is things like books and union fees and knickknacks like mm. that, that are related to your work. Yeah. Professional fees. Yeah. Any, yeah. Anything that's related to you earning your income. I've seen people try to flog off their iPad for work. Do you reckon that one gets by? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look, you you're, you are allowed you are allowed to you know claim having an iPad or a computer or that for your work, um, mm. uh, you know, and again it may come down to how much you're using it for work as to how much you can claim as well. Again, you want to be talking to someone about that, uh, you know, especially a tax agent to help you work yeah, that out. Gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number seven, gifts and donations. Well, charities. Yep, that's pretty obvious. Uh, and number eight is investment income. Yeah, again, it's related to income. So that's what the tax office is looking for is, is this related to you earning an income or generating an income? That's generally what they're right. looking at. So, so you could have stocks or, you know, shares in companies, property. So it could be an investment property. You could have managed funds. And so you might have borrowings against that. So there's interest to claim, uh, there's fees to claim, there's professional fees to claim uh, for, for advice and mm. stuff that you do. So around investment income, there's a few things to claim there. And again, you really need an, a tax agent to be helping you with that. After the break, we'll talk more about what you can do before you submit your tax return. 
If you've been listening to Mind Over Money since the beginning, a big thanks to you. We're so glad that you're joining us each week. We'd love to hear from you. So send us your feedback or submit your questions by clicking the link in the show notes. And to help us reach more people, you can leave a five-star rating of the show wherever you're listening from. Thanks again. So what should people do to prepare ahead of completing a tax return? What are some steps that they need to be thinking about taking? Well, the first one to mention is MyGov. So if you link your the ATO portal to MyGov, then you can jump straight into the ATO portal, check that all your details are correct, you know, correct bank details, mm. you know, check out your super's getting paid, everything. There's a lot of stuff there. I'm surprised how many people have still not linked their ATO to MyGov. Yeah, because it used to not work. <laughs> it works now, yeah, though. But, yeah. but, but I'm finding MyGov works really well now. And you've got the MyGov app now, so yeah. it makes it a lot easier to operate as well. So I did I did help someone the other day connect their ATO to the MyGov, and it was so quick and easy. So, it, yeah, they do seem to have it working really well. So if you had trouble in the past, just try again. Because it is working. Yeah, have a go. Have a go. <laughs> yeah. Give them a second chance. Yo, government, yeah. they're having a go. They're having a crack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, it's a good idea to know what your deductions are going to be. Um, mm. This would be the second point. And, and keep collecting that detail as you go because you need to prove anything you're going to claim. So if you're making charity donations, uh, you know, collect the paperwork as you go and put it on to something digital, you know, and keep it all handy, ready, ready mm. for your tax return. Yeah. Store it in Google Drive, Evernote, you know, keep yeah. those receipts. They, otherwise they get lost in your inbox or you yeah. just forget yeah. what you donated to. A lot of these, a lot of these online drives now are so good, like Google Drive. I love it. And, but also, you know, you got the Adobe app on the phone now where you can scan stuff in. Yeah. And just leave it in the app and... Yeah, yeah, ready for yep. end of financial year. Hmm. Yep, there's some good stuff there now. No, no more shoeboxes. <laughs> Take a photo <laughs> of the receipt. Keep it, keep it somewhere. Yeah, shoeboxes <laughs> are a thing of the past. It was funny, but it was true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it used to happen a lot. Yeah, so we've got to be able to claim our reimbursement now. If you're getting reimbursed through your work at all, you can't claim that with the ATO. Because yeah. because your work is reimbursing you. So that's mm. something to be wary of when you're preparing things is, is this a reimbursement that my work paid me for? Or is this something I've paid for that I now claim back through the ATO? A classic would be that if your work is paying for your travel costs, then you can't really claim those travel costs because you've already been paid through your work. Right. Yep. Even yeah. if you paid for it, then they reimburse yeah. you. And the yeah. ATO are not dumb. They've got data feeds. Uh, and yeah. they use them <laughs> to to yes. check these things. So yeah, they do. Yeah, don't yeah. think don't think you can <laughs> s- slip one by them. <laughs> it's not <laughs> not worth it. Cool. Okay. So because we're really close to the end of the financial year, this is a time you're considering super contributions and donations because mm. uh, yeah. it be, can be a good time. But you can also be considering prepaying interest on your investments as well. So oh, okay. Uh, Yep. So some banks and some loans allow you to prepay interest and uh, claim that interest back uh, straight away on your on your tax return. The other one is if you've got an investment property, you've got to outlay all these expenses, you know, throughout the year on the investment property, and you, you're not getting any tax benefits straight away from it. So right, you can actually yeah. you can actually the ATO allows you to do a tax adjustment through an accountant, 
uh, you know, through a tax agent and actually get those tax benefits straight away. So, okay. so that's something to consider if you've got an investment property. You don't have to wait till the end of the year to actually get your tax benefits. You can get them up front through your work, you know, through the tax you're paying at work. Yeah, yeah. Nice. so that's, that's well worthwhile considering, especially because you've got to do it at the beginning of the financial year. So that'll be July. July is when you want to actually work that one through. So we submit our tax return on July 1st at 12.01, right? <laughs> <laughs> I always hear that news article every year when everyone submits on July 1st and some guy, some representative from the ATO comes out and says, right, we're going to audit all these people <laughs> first off the rank. Yeah, don't, don't submit July 1st. <laughs> well, it also clogs their system. Their system, you know... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. has has a bit of has a bit of a uh, uh, what, what do you call it a, a heart attack <laughs> meltdown yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know hopefully we're not that desperate <laughs> like, we yeah have to have hopefully not well immediately that that leads to this point don't spend your tax return before you get it I mean people get yeah. so red hot about it they go down to JB Hi-Fi and, and buy the keyboard and buy you know buy yeah. the PS5 before, the, before they've even got the tax return and before they sometimes even know what the tax return is hmm. really, really think about what you do because I had this years ago with many clients where I'd be saying to them hey look this is the perfect time to throw 20 grand into super and, you know, because of the amount of money you're going to make off it and the big tax return you're going to achieve straight away and you haven't lost your money and the accountants would talk them into buying a new car and, and I'd, be, I'd be just <laughs> ripping my hair out going, you bought what, you know, and they bought a car and they got a tiny little tax return on it and they paid all this money, you know, and now they're, they're out of pocket <clears throat> 20 grand and, you know, and it achieved nothing. Yeah. And that, that sort of stuff really frustrates me. <laughs> so. Yeah. So Archie, just as we were recording, we just started working a quick example here. If we actually put our tax return onto our home loan every year, so let's take an average interest rate. The amount of the home loan doesn't matter, but let's take five percent mm. as the interest rate on the home loan and the average tax return of two and two point eight grand. And we take the interest savings over ten years. That's actually going to be seven and a half thousand at a five percent on the home yep. loan, and you would have paid. Uh, 2,800 times 10 years, so you would have paid 28 grand off your home loan. So the total benefit's actually yep. about 35 grand and yep, you probably, probably shaved your home loan off by at least a year as well. So mm. yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Mm. It beats a TV. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other option if, is if you took your tax return of 2,800 and put it into super and uh, mm. by putting into super, you get a 30% tax benefit, which means you can actually put four four thousand dollars into super. And right, yeah. And if you do it through through your, your pay packet, you can get that tax return instantly <laughs> through your pay packet. So but that two thousand eight hundred enables you to put four thousand dollars into super. And mm. that four thousand it does get taxed. So you end up with three thousand four hundred because mm-hmm. the, the tax department still taxes us in every area of our life. <laughs> and with super, you know, we should be we should be achieving an 8% return and over 10 years that means you'll have another $49,000 in super. And then wow. the thing is That's pretty cool. You can then the difference between doing it on your home loan is your home loan, yeah, you, you save a year on your home. But the difference here with super is that 49,000 uh you know, if you don't put any more in, if you just do it for 10 years, and then you, you get another 20 years before you hit age 60, or let, let's say you got another 30 years before you hit age 60, 
And uh, so, and we don't put any more in. We just do it for that first 10 years. I'm literally watching you type wizardry numbers into a calculator. Yeah. <laughs> Archie is a nerd. Yeah, yeah. So, so if, we, if we take that out another 30 years, you know, after doing it for 10 years, uh, you've got another $500,000 in super. And all you've done wow. is take that, all you've done is take that tax return for 10 years, whack it into super and get that extra, extra money into super. Yeah. Mm. And that's predicated on getting a, a good return. Yeah. 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 And you, and you really should be. And even if you're, you know, we're a bit older, say you're 30 now and you do it for the next 10 years and then you're 40 and then it goes for 20 years, you'll have another 230,000 in super. Wow. And you were typing that off a calculation of zero, right? It wasn't. Yeah. yeah. If you have more money in your soup already, that's obviously going to compound even further. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we're talking about, you know, how do we make the most of the tax system? Super is a great way, you know, to actually make the most of the tax yeah. system. Um, there's the some really good haven. benefits there. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so buying an iPad, you know, you could, you, you could buy an iPad with your tax return and other stuff you know, computers and whatever. Um, but if, if, you, if you're wanting to get ahead, that's what this podcast is all about, then start to use the tax system a yep. bit more savvy and you're going to get some great results. That's great. So I think in summary, paying tax, we do pay quite a bit of it when we add up all the different areas of our life that we're being taxed. Um, <laughs> however, the trade-offs are good. We live in a great country. We have a good system, a uh, good place yeah. to live and work in. Uh, yep. But when it comes to our tax return, let's make sure we submit it correctly, that we are yeah. being savvy about it, that we're avoiding those mistakes, uh, which is where an accountant can help us out. Accountant or, or tax agent. Or tax agent, yeah. I yeah. just do want to also say to listeners, I see this with young people a lot, is they really chase tax minimization like aggressively and they actually waste a lot of time on it because, and mm. I think it's a waste of time because it's not, it's not the be end and end all of wealth creation. Like mm. we talked about before, you can save money on tax and then spend it and buy an iPad. Where real wealth creation starts is when you really get savvy with it and actually use mm. that money to build wealth. And so I guess yeah. my encouragement for people listening to this is, yeah, use your money, use your tax return wisely. Yeah. Think about what you can do. Don't run out and, and chase salary, sacrificing everything or <laughs> all the different schemes out there. Uh, really get some advice and, uh, and talk to someone about your tax return and, and what you can do with the money to grow your wealth. Mm. And the little decisions like we talked about just before in that example, little decisions every year over a few years can really add up later in life, if, especially for people who are younger and listening to this and maybe you're yep. working already, you've got a great income for your age. Man, you're in such a good position to yeah. minimize that tax, but also do something with that tax money and really yeah. put yourself ahead. Yeah. One more thing to add is that we do have an investment strategy that can put another $2,000 a year tax return back in your pocket. Yeah, we do. Yeah. While, while building your wealth. So, you know, that's where we say, yeah, get savvy with it because there's some good benefits that really do build your wealth and you're not out of pocket. That's the great part about it. We're just making sure that we're getting our fair share of that tax back um, and utilizing the tax system to grow our wealth. That's it. And if you want to learn yeah. more about that system, head to mortgagecrusher.com.au. We'll put a link in the show notes. Fantastic. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, Archie. Mm, thanks, Lachlan. Thanks, as always, for listening to Mind Over Money, the podcast that helps Australians have finances that work. Share this episode with a friend and give us a rating wherever you're listening to the show. 
Have a great week. This podcast is for education purposes only and is not financial advice. If you'd like to speak to someone about your personal finances, including home loans, head to waymakerpodcast.com.au to connect with one of our wealth partners. Thanks again for listening.